Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. So happy for you to join me. I wanted to share with you first and foremost that I just published a new book. So here's a little um, solicitous plug. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's available on Amazon and you can find it in Kindle and paperback formats. This book is called Woman Stand Firm. If you listen to any of my previous podcasts the last few weeks. You heard me kind of cue it up a little bit, so you probably knew it was coming. But it's Woman Stand Firm, Armor Up in the Battle for Your Identity. And I am super excited to share with you that it hit the number one best-selling new release slot on Amazon this week in the Christian category. It also hit Christian Living and Counseling category in the number one slot as the bestseller. So that's fantastic. I'm so excited. And that's a huge, huge thing. I'm very humbled and thankful to everyone who has purchased it and most of all read it and shared it with other people. So I think the message is extremely important, especially in our culture today. And it was a lot of work, but a labor of love. And I'm thankful I was obedient to do it as much as it wore me out. (laughs) So if you would like to check that out, you can find it on Amazon, Karen McCracken, Woman Stand Firm, or you can hop on out to my website, womaninspired.com and get all the details there. Okay, so today's podcast episode is titled Halfway There. And as usual, I have some interesting pod quotes for you. Ready or not, here I quote. This is from Charles Spurgeon. God is our portion, Christ our companion, the spirit our comforter, earth our lodge, and heaven is our home. That's beautiful. And this is a quote from Ruth Schwenk. No matter the final outcome of any situation, Jesus gives us the grace to walk faithfully under the weight of our cross and into his glory. That's beautiful as well. I love it. All right. So a few weeks ago, I was in a church service and the pastor was talking about different perspectives on this life journey that we're all on. And he was talking about how one time a friend of his was flying from the United States to South Korea and back. He said his friend got on the plane to head back from South Korea, which apparently is a 16 hour flight. Yikes. I just, I just can't fathom. But anyway, when his friend was talking about how he felt on the flight, he said that when he first got on the flight, he was dreading it and not looking forward to being stuck on an airplane for that many hours. I'm, I'm with your, I'm I'm, I'm with his friend, friend on that, right? I can't fathom 16 hours on an airplane, but the closer he got to home, the better he felt, even though he was tired and exhausted, being kind of worn out and and sore from sitting in a seat and being stuck on an airplane for so many hours. When he was about 15 minutes from landing, he was so happy and joyful and relieved. So this pastor, uh, that's the way we're supposed to said, uh, we're, we're supposed to be that way with life. And on this journey we're on, right? A lot of times we look at something we have to face or something we have to go through and we dread it. You know, our outlook from the beginning of it is completely different from our outlook at the end of it, though. And I thought, well, hopefully in between there somewhere, somewhere between the beginning and the end of whatever journey we're on, we learn things and we experience amazing things and we grow. And even if we experience difficult things, hopefully we glean from the difficult and that also helps us to grow. But it also got me to thinking, what about the beginning and the end? What about it? What about when you're just halfway there? What about when you're halfway there? Or maybe three quarters of the way there to your destination? 
what kind of an attitude do you have then versus when you first started out? Like this man was saying when he started out, he was dreading the trip, but when he was almost home, he was elated. Part of his point was that as he gets older and his friends get older, they see so many people who are grumbling and upset about life changing so much, about the world changing so much, and about how getting older and is uh, more frightening and about their future. So un- they're just kind of unsure, so unsure of what it will hold, of what this modern day culture and environment of uncertainty will turn into. They're, they complain and they focus on the pain and the violence and the craziness of what's going on today. He shared that he sees so many people just stuck in their pain and in the stress instead of looking at this journey similar to that of being on a very long flight. At the beginning of the flight, you're dreading the length of it and knowing that it's going to take you so long to get home. You may be hungry, you may not sleep well, you might be hurting. And so that's what you're dreading. That's what you're focusing on. Midway through the flight, maybe things aren't so bad because you might be enjoying a movie or maybe you got some good snacks or some good food or you had a nice conversation and met some good people. Or maybe you're just enjoying a much needed nap. You're thankful that you're able to sleep. And then when you're about 15 minutes from landing, when you see the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, or you can see the runway and the lights up ahead, you're elated because you know you're not far from being home. And isn't that how we should approach life? That's what he asked the congregation. Isn't that how we're supposed to approach life? And I say, yes, I totally agree with him. As we get older, and and I know for myself, as I get older, I see so many people my age and older just complaining about everything. Believe me when I say, I know what it's like to forget where I put my keys (laughs) and to be concerned about my memory and how it might get worse as I get older. I know what it's like to be in physical pain. And in fact, sometimes that is not just specifically relative to age or whether or not you're a male or a female. I don't know what my future holds as far as my health or, or wealth or how anything will go. All I can do is the best I can do today and have hoped that I won't be in more and more pain as I get older. But the fact of the matter is that this journey I'm on is this journey I'm on. Grumbling and complaining, dreading it, it won't change any of that. All I can do is my best. All I can do is my best to make myself as healthy as I can. And of course, there's going to be some things that I cannot control at all whatsoever. And there'll be things that I fail at. I will fail. And even as I try to get my health optimal, I might fail. I won't always eat the right things or exercise enough or get enough sleep especially get enough sleep if past performance is any indicator of future expectations, because that's human. And that's a part of who I am. But I can continue each morning to get up and try again to do it better. And in the meantime, I don't have to dread the future or complain. I get what the pastor was trying to say. I get what he was trying to convey because I see it all around me. People my age and older and even some younger just complaining about where they are in life and about where they're headed. And in fact, I see it a whole lot with a much younger generation. I I don't recall seeing that before. Instead of having peace and contentment and knowing you are where you are on your journey and that it's all in God's timing anyhow, People are 
afraid and stressed and frustrated and angry and taking it out on each other and complaining and complaining and complaining instead of doing something positive about it. But I think about it and and I relate myself to that man on the airplane. I can see the runway lights. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. And, and his point was, if you believe what you say, you believe, if you live the way God says you're to live, then shouldn't you be like that man on the plane? You're 15 minutes from home. You're almost there. If you believe in heaven, if you believe in the eternal afterlife with Jesus Christ, if you believe in heaven on earth and that he will renew all things, just like the Bible says, then why are you grumbling about going through the pain? The mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual pain you're feeling and seeing all around you is almost over. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. The runway lights are visible. Why spend the time complaining when you could spend the time rejoicing that you're almost home? Why don't we just look ahead and say with peace and with a thankfulness and adoration for God, all is well because I'm more than halfway there. I'm almost home. Because that is something amazing to look forward to, isn't it? Now, I don't know about you, but there are days when I can't wait for that to happen. I can't wait for the Lord to return. I can't wait to be home because I'm just a visitor on this earth. I believe what it says in the Bible. I know who I am. I know what I believe. I know whose I am and I know where I'm headed. And that's all because of Jesus Christ. And he, it has nothing to do with me. And there, but although it has everything to do for me. And there are days, some more than others, when I just want to go home. I mean, how far is this journey I'm on? How long will it take me? I have no idea because I have no idea how long this road is for me or for you or for anyone. And I have no idea what God's timing is on anything. But I do know that I'm probably at least halfway there. And so as I look around me and I think, Karen, you're halfway there. I want to have my attitude be like that of someone who is on a long journey on an airplane, who sees the lights on the runway up ahead, who knows that the plane is getting ready to land and they're just 15 minutes from home. Are you one of those people who is on a plane constantly complaining about the temperature, the turbulence, the people you're seated next to? Even if you don't say it out loud, you're thinking it. It's taking up your thought time, your time to rest, to learn something, to appreciate the beautiful sky outside, but you're doing it nonetheless. Well, if you're one of those people, Philippians 4, 8 says, fix your thoughts on what is true and good and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and dwell on the fine good things in others. Think about all you can praise God for and be glad about it. I want my thoughts to be fixed on what the Lord wants my thoughts to be fixed on, knowing I'm at least halfway there and not complaining about it. I want to be on the ready. I want to be ready to see Jesus. I want to have the the right frame of mind, the right heart, the right attitude. I want to be spiritually where I need to be. And that's what I want to be working on every day as I'm on this journey waiting to go home. I want to make better choices every day. I want to be ready to be embraced by the Lord and not have to answer for more things that maybe I did wrong or went way off track on or because I had a bad attitude about because my mindset went astray to a place it shouldn't have. I want to live each day here with joy, knowing that if I'm still here, then I'm here for a reason. 
if I'm still breathing, I'm here for a purpose or else I would not still be here. I want to not just be content and I don't want to just survive. I want to be alive and to thrive. I want to give it all I've got, whether I'm working, doing ministry, writing, talking, doing dishes, cooking, spending time with family, playing cards, being romantic, traveling, ministering to someone, laughing, crying, sleeping, goofing off, having fun, whatever it is. I want to do it with all my heart and all my soul, all my mind and all my body, because I want to live while I'm alive. And because I want to be able to say to God, I gave it my all. When I stand there and I see Jesus face to face, I don't want to have to say, I got halfway there and I gave up. I don't want to have to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I got halfway there and my faith dwindled and I didn't have the energy to pick up my Bible anymore. So I decided not to. And I decided I didn't want to pray. So I just decided I would grab a hold of anger and pain and live in it. I'm sorry, Jesus, but it was just too much for me. I didn't have enough faith that you would help me. And so I decided I would live a lie for the rest of my life and act as if this is all there is. And that that, that life was all that mattered to me, that all that, that was around me, myself and my pain were the only things that mattered because I didn't think I could face reality. So I spent most of my time on social media and gossiping and garnering attention, creating a world of lies for myself and lying to other people, uh, just kind of trying to get as much love and worldly stuff wherever I could get it because I wanted attention more than I wanted to give you my attention, Lord. I do not want to say that to the Lord. I do not want to have to answer for anything whatsoever in that realm, anything like it at all. But there are so many people walking around today who have that attitude. Well, guess what? I do not want to be that kind of person. The person who puts themselves first, who casts aside their faith and their walk with Jesus because they can't handle pain, whether it's a little or a lot on this journey into heaven's arms. What about you? Are you halfway there? Are you a quarter of the way there? Maybe you're further there than you think you are. Maybe tomorrow is the day for you. Maybe five years from now or 10 years from now or 50 years from now. Maybe we're all halfway there and the Lord is soon to return. I don't know. But the fact is, none of us knows. But I do not want to wake up in heaven one morning or stand face to face with Jesus one day and tell him I gave up when I was only halfway there. Because the fact of the matter is, I'm reminded through a whole lot of stuff recently in my life, including by listening to the words of that pastor who was the guest speaker at our church on uh, a, a few weeks ago, that there is joy, there is joy in being 15 minutes from home. And from my own perspective, I say there is joy and peace in knowing I'm halfway there. So as it turned out, the pastor who was the guest speaker at church a few weeks ago was the man who baptized me when I was in college. His name was uh, Bob Russell, Pastor Bob Russell from Southeast Christian Church. That's where I attended when I was in college. And that's when it was a relatively small church of just a few thousand people. Um, and then turned into the largest and fastest growing congregation and the first mega church in the United States and I think in the world. That's what happened after I left there. It wasn't because I left there. It's just that was the timing of it. I left, got married, moved out of state, but it continued to grow and grow. And much of it was in response to the solid, truthful, kind and loving and honest preaching 
of his of this pastor and those who came on to pastor with him. Through his preaching, I was reached when I was in my early 20s, but not just through him, but through people that God put in my life at the time while I was in college. And it just grew inside me, this faith. It welled up. I had this deep desire inside me to know the Lord more and to belong to the Lord and to live out my life the way he wanted me to. No, I haven't always done it well. And I'm not perfect, that is for sure. (laughs) I fall no differently than anyone else. And sometimes with a really loud, hard thud, I just do. But I am a sinner who is saved. And I'm a seeker who is constantly seeking more love and grace and, and more obedience out of myself and more guidance from Jesus every single day. And in that, I just realized through his sermon recently that I'm probably halfway there or maybe even closer than halfway there. The hope and the joy that God and his truth brings me is even greater now than it was all those years ago. But I want to ask you, does knowing you're almost home make you want to cry out in joy? Because it does for me. You know, I want to ask you, where are you? Where are you spiritually, mentally, and emotionally? How close to the Lord are you? Are you close enough to say, I have joy because I might be halfway there? Are you close enough to him to, to, to say, I have peace and contentment because I know I'm standing where I'm supposed to stand and I'm walking around where I'm supposed to walk around doing what I'm supposed to do? Because if you don't, then I ask you to please make the time and take the time to sit in his presence, to pray, to open your Bible, to, to find a place where you can listen to his word, whether it's in person or online or reading it in a book, wherever God leads you, just go and do Because you never know. You may already be halfway there. Psalm 16, 8 through 11 says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety, for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. I believe that. Psalm sixteen eight through 11. It's truth. You don't have to understand it all to just have faith in him and in his timing. Whether you have five years or 20 years left on the plane, it's time to enjoy the lights up ahead and quit focusing on the pain and remember whose arms you'll be in and how his peace will surpass all understanding. Whether you're 15 minutes from home or you're halfway there, he's waiting for you. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. I pray you have a blessed week. And don't forget to hop on out to womaninspired.com to check out all kinds of details, books, resources, things like that. Thank you.